Many of us are just starting out, buying a home, having babies, and building wealth. Be sure to add securing your family's future to your to-do list by establishing a will or trust at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and using a one-size-fit-all template is not nearly specialized enough. Trust and Will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with their live customer service support seven days a week, TrustandWill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. Trust and Will has a quiz that you can take to see what fits your personal needs. And they are the most trusted name in the online estate planning category. They're a leader on Trustpilot and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families, assets, and legacy. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash heygirl and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go right now. This is really important. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash heygirl. Again, that's trustandwill.com slash heygirl. Hi, I'm Alex L. and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work, self-care. I'm holding on to this self-care with every ounce of me. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. This week's guest is entrepreneur Erin of Foster & Co. Design. Erin is my cousin-in-law. So this is like family affair in here. It's very fun. When I heard Erin's story about starting her own cabinetry business, I was, of course, immediately intrigued. It's super admirable to know that you have all these things set in place and you're making money. You know, like (laughs) you've paid off your debt like that. That is what people need to hear. She encountered some health issues that gave her a new outlook on life. I had a kidney transplant three years ago. I remember. Yeah, that just really pushed me to say, I have a second chance at life, so what should I be doing with it? She decided to use her talents and her hard work ethic and her love for interior design to start her own company. I did kitchen design for like a large company for about 10 or 11 years before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had a lot of experience. Yeah. I just <laughs> took my time. <laughs> this is Erin's story. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi. (laughs) So it's so funny in the intros. I always laugh after. So I've been doing better at like pausing (laughs) because I'm a giggle box. But no, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad to be here. This is such an honor. I'm very excited to chat with you about your entrepreneurship journey. We've talked about it a little bit. For those of you out there, Erin is my cousin-in-law. She's Ryan's cousin. (laughs) So this is like family affair in here. It's very fun. And a lot of you wanted to know more about entrepreneurship, specifically women in business. Mm. So having you here is very special for season two because we have a lot of listeners who are trying to get their foot in the door with business or just trying to figure out the next steps. Like, how do we do X, Y and Z? Sure. Specifically when you're a one woman show like I am and like you are. 
So if you could just give our listeners a little bit of background about you, personal, if you want to share, career-wise, and just, you know, who you are so we can get the party started. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing to be a one-woman show, (laughs) and I love being around other women that Mm -hmm. understand the pain, the highs, and the lows of it. I would say that one of the important things about my background is not just the entrepreneurship, but also health. So for me, a lot of the fact that I wanted to go out and start my own business was because I wanted to get more balance in my life for health reasons. Mm -hmm. I had a kidney transplant three years ago. I remember. Yeah. And that just really pushed me to say, okay, you know, what is this life about? Mm -hmm. I have a second chance at life. So what should I be doing with it? You know, if it ended tomorrow, Mm -hmm. what would I have wanted to have tried? Right. So Along those lines, that's when I was like, well, you know, I've been working really hard for another company and maybe I could do this on my own. And it sort of had always been something, you know, in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. but uh, a little too scary to want to jump in and do it. So my background um, is interior design. I did kitchens, um, kitchen design for like a large company Mm -hmm. for a medium sized company for about 10 or 11 years before. Yeah. So I had a lot of experience. Yeah. It just <laughs> took my time. <laughs> yeah. um, and mostly because it's a complicated business. So right. I wanted to know that I was knew enough about each area to take it on myself. Um, it's complicated and it's expensive. Yeah. So that's what I started doing. So my company is Kitchen Design and I sell and provide cabinets for custom home builders. And so. they're so pretty. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so I had no idea that you worked for a large company or medium-sized mm-hmm. company prior to your transplant, mm-hmm. and that was kind of your, like, awakening. Yeah. What did it feel like when you were working for someone else? It was it was tough. So I think that, you know, if you're going to start your own business, you really have to know that you're self-managed, that you will get the job done. Mm-hmm. and. So for me, for working for a bigger company, I realized that I was overworked Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was a constant struggle because I wanted to do a good job. And so it's great. I worked my way up in that company Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of an important part of it that if you, you know, working for that company, I was such a hard worker that I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to work so hard for Mm -hmm. them, I might as well do it for myself. Yeah. Especially managing the problems for other people. So. You know, I kind of had to weigh the pros and cons. Like, if those problems were my problems, would I be able to handle it? You know, and once I got to the point that I knew, hey, I can handle this financially and just skills wise, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's when I decided to do it. So it came out of a place of just, it can't get any worse than this. (laughs) Right. If I'm going to work my butt off, I might as well work my butt off for myself. Exactly. So how long after your transplant did you start your venture to entrepreneurship? And did you do the traditional route, like a business plan? Did you have a mentor? Mm -hmm. What were the steps that you took? Gosh, I think it was about a year and a half. Ooh, year, year and a half Mm -hmm. after the transplant. I'm terrible with dates. (laughs) Um, Everything around that time is such a blur, to be honest. Like, it's I I feel like I lost a year and a half of time. Yeah. But so so let's just say about a year and a half, Mm -hmm. and I. I did not do a business plan. <laughs> I didn't either uh, this time around or my second, actually. It's pretty crazy. I think my husband and I just went out to dinner once and we were writing on like a napkin, yep. you know, and we were thinking and like using notes on yeah. an iPhone. Yep. And we were thinking, you know, if this if if God blesses this, it mm-hmm. could really work. Mm-hmm. And so once we realized, well, you know, I'm a cautious person mm-hmm. and I think because I'm so cautious, I wanted it to 
be pretty easy for it to work yeah because there's so many unknown things that can just tank your business so if for me it needed to look great on paper yeah and then if things come at it to that I can't imagine, I still have a fighting chance. Yeah, that that <laughs> so, it'll be okay, that, right? That'll be okay, yeah. Okay, so why cabinetry? Mm-hmm. Um, interior design, I feel like, is so vast, yeah. right? So what drew yeah. you to kitchens and cabinets and making cooking That's areas a, pretty? Yeah, that is such a good question. I haven't really thought about it, but I, I guess I always, I love art. Yeah. So I wanted to be a painter, I would do like the art camp and mm-hmm. all my siblings would be doing, you know, athletic things mm-hmm. and probably a lot also because of my health as a child. Yeah. I would be in the corner painting and drawing. Mm-hmm. So I went to college and I was going to be a nutritionist. And then that's my, a big switch. Totally different. <laughs> I know. I'm one of those like math sciencey people, yeah. but also like creative. Totally. So a total weirdo, basically. <laughs> creative melting pot. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so um, a roommate of mine who she was, well, she wasn't a roommate, but a close friend of mine in college, mm-hmm. she decided to go into interior design and she had a very structured family, you know, yeah. very goals oriented. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, if you get to do something fun, it, like if, if it's okay for you to do interior design, and I should be able to do it, too. So I was like, I don't really want to do nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I ended up switching because most of the classes were art, you know, some sort of art background. Yeah. So it was to me, I knew I wasn't a good enough artist to make a living in that area. Mm-hmm. So I should probably keep it as a hobby. But mm. then interior design gave me at least a creative outlet to get some aesthetic yeah. drawing, yeah. you know, beauty things in that area. So I switched to interior design Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't long before I realized there's just too many pillowy, fluffy, you know, I can't (laughs) carpets and pillows. Lots of things. Yeah, it just I needed some, you know, I love it for my own for myself, but the math sciencey part was needed something. So I ended up starting with kitchen design Mm -hmm. um, out of college. And it made so much sense because of the architecture, because Mm -hmm. of the math. It's like a puzzle. It's so easy to get things wrong, but there's a right. There's limitation. Yeah. yeah, there's like you, a starting place with, yeah. with it. So. so, have you ever gotten anything really wrong? Oh gosh, most projects. So I, uh, you know, what? again, I'm blessed. No, nothing terrible. Right. But on every single project, there's always that one thing that you know maybe you wish you did better. Yeah. Comparatively speaking, I've managed a lot of people, and it's I'm going to be honest, it can be a train wreck. Yeah. Like, just. All you have to do is order one thing an inch wrong and the whole thing <sighs> doesn't ruined. work. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of pressure in that sense, but it comes with experience. And that's another reason that I decided to do my own thing was you because had I was so much. Yeah. And I was managing seven other inexperienced designers at that point mm-hmm. to, you know, be making the money I wanted. And, yeah. And they just made so many mistakes. <laughs> and I was the face of it. Right. So, so it was your mistake. Yes. Yeah, so it was my mistake. Yeah. So I decided, you know what, let's just stop that (laughs) (laughs) so how did your parents feel i know uncle roy is an entrepreneur that's one of the first things ryan told me about your family is the entrepreneurial value (laughs) in it which i think is wonderful and then when he told me about uncle roy i was like i need to meet uncle roy (sighs) so your dad is uncle roy how did your parents feel about your decision to transition out of the mainstream work environment to your own you know they are if You've obviously been around my family a lot, and our favorite thing to do is to talk about business ideas. It's a real problem. (laughs) Like, we're all inventing something every one minute. Listen, Ryan, every day, (laughs) I have this new idea for an app for this, for that, and it's just, it's fun. Right. 
Right. It's good. It's good conversation. Um, So, you know, being I'm the youngest of five. So I don't know how I got this super cautious phone, but Mm -hmm. I'm like steady Nettie type of a personality. Yeah. I love benefits. I love, you know, steady paychecks and things. But with with the downturn in the economy and in the home, like home building business. Yeah. I ended up being put on commission way back oh, wow. then uh, when it was like, good luck selling anything. Um, so I know. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but I actually, I, it was a great moment in my life. It yeah. taught me so much. Um, my boss came in and he had tears in his eyes. He was laying off like half the company. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, Aaron, we're going to have to switch you from salary to commission. And for some reason, I looked him in the eye and I said, you know what? This is fine. It's an opportunity for God to bless me. Mm-hmm. And I actually made double that year in the down economy what? than I ever had on commission. So I realized that, you know, if you hustle, if you, you know, that there's ways that you can be blessed no matter what the Absolutely. environment. Absolutely. Um, and so that taught me a lot as far as confidence and you, you know, you can survive in this. Yeah. So I think having been on commission, it softened the idea of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because you don't have anything guaranteed right. at all. Right. Um, ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that prepared me. And then I think my dad, Uncle Roy, he's the best. Knowing that he's had all these businesses, mm-hmm. he felt like he would be almost a safety net for me. Mm-hmm. So I know it made him more comfortable because yeah. he's been there um, he can he guide has, you, yeah, mentor you through. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He could probably see a problem before it happened. Right. But I'm a little on the independent side, so it's kind of <laughs> I kind of just decided I'm going to do it all myself. Yeah. But he's he's there for the moments where I'm crying. But he, he's totally confident, totally comfortable with it. I would say overconfident. Yeah. My parents were liked the idea of me doing this well before I was even ready. ready. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a blessing too. Absolutely. To have people in your corner from the beginning you yes. know like, I didn't have that oh I can't even imagine <laughs> um my mom is very by the book very okay. cautious mm-hmm. very detail oriented very you need insurance you yes. need steady paycheck and all of that and it took her a while to come around yeah. it took uh the fruits of my labor being seen before <laughs> she was like oh okay yeah, this might work this might, <laughs> this might work yes. <laughs> so that's really wonderful so I do want to talk about faith in business yeah how has your faith really helped support yeah. your vision? Man, um, I would, I'm convinced that my business would have failed really? without it. Yeah, you know, I struggle. I go back and forth between my natural tendency is to outwork a problem, mm. um, you know, to dot every I and cross every T three times. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, because my business in construction, there's purchasing, there's the actual manufacturing, mm-hmm. there's the design, there's... There's the customer. So So, many moving parts. Yeah. So all of the logistics, there's so many areas, even delivery where damage is. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of different spaces where something can go wrong and it's 100% outside of my control. So (laughs) I try to control everything else to a point where it will limit the amount of exposure that I have. Yeah. Um, And so sometimes I tend to just work myself to death. We talked about that. Um, yes. We're going to circle back to self-care. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I need to, self-care is my weakness. But I know I need to, though. Like, I, I can be self-indulgent, but the balance. Anyway, so, um, so for me, the faith aspect of it is a lot of times realizing that I do some things out of fear. Mm. And because I will work hard, I will find a solution. So I feel like, you know, for me, when I really check in with God, it's I get a better sense of, I'm going to get you the solution. 
you still might have a ton of problems <laughs> that you're like, I can't believe this happened to right, me. Right. But there's, you know, there will be a solution. Mm-hmm. So that space in between problem and solution where I just am panicking and crying mm-hmm. and embarrassed, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Whether it's my fault or not, it right. all feels like my fault. Right. So that stress in that moment, I think my faith has certainly helped to say, Aaron, you know, God's been there before. Fast forward to where this the problem solved. <laughs> right. And like get your peace back. So <laughs> get your peace back. Yes. Yes. So I'm I'm getting to the point where, you know, not letting things steal my peace, mm-hmm. even though I don't have a solution yet. Yeah. So that's been a hundred percent just my faith because yeah. My natural personality it's is like, to just <laughs> freak yeah, out. Yeah, yes, totally. Yeah. Totally. So we, we chatted a few weeks ago at your sister's house about a big project that mm-hmm. you were going to take on. And yeah. then the client pulled out or the yep. customer pulled out. Yep. How do you deal with things like that? Because yeah. I, I'm sure that's a big disappointment, but also Huge. it comes along with business. Yeah. So how do you balance that disappointment with, okay, this is business? You know, I try to learn lessons. So I've been at this on my own for, I quit about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a long process of finding the studio, starting the business and all of that. But, Absolutely. Um, I would say that over the two years, what is a continual theme for me is just um, when you get knocked down, do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like make make something better because of that learn your lesson Mm -hmm. tweak things Mm -hmm. and don't be too sad (laughs) but um so with losing this huge job you know it probably would have made a least a a quarter or two of what i needed to make for that year um i basically just learned that lesson of okay this can happen obviously Mm -hmm. which i knew Mm -hmm. um but that now it gives me an opportunity to put up boundaries that people can understand. Right. So I can say, I know I'm a small business and I know everyone out there is giving free kitchen designs on Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Mm -hmm. They'll go to your house whenever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I can't do that. I'm a small business. And even though the only companies that do a design retainers and design fees Mm -hmm. are very high end established Mm -hmm. businesses, Mm -hmm. just sort of trying to own that my product is just as good. Mm-hmm. My service is better. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to charge you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to live. Yes. And, and yes. so that was just an opportunity that I hadn't had. So now the customer who's involved in that situation, because it was actually with a home builder, yeah. that home builder who gives me repeat business is now comfortable with the idea of, okay, you know, Aaron, we can't string Aaron along. She's putting her foot down. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, that was an opportunity. I still have to spread that out to other customers mm-hmm. so that everyone is on that same page. Yeah. And as a small business, you can't always do business the way you want. Yeah. So I will have customers that I won't be able to right. do a design fee if I, if I want the opportunity to work with right. them. Right. But, and I know that there's sacrifices, yeah. right? And, there's flexibility yes. in certain situations. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes when people address small businesses, they think that we're like giving handouts because yeah. we're small businesses. Oh, it's the worst. It's, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who no, feels that way. No, it's the worst. I've the had, abuse is real. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I don't know, and I don't even think it's intentional. It's no. just like, you know, we'll, 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 we'll scratch your back. You know, you scratch ours. And it's like, for instance... With my business, Balman Co., Mm -hmm. a lot of people reach out for samples. Sure. And that's fine, but not 150 samples. Uh. So I had this one company say that they need X, Y, and Z amount of samples for X, Y, and Z amount of of events. And I'm like, 
I can't give you, I just can't give you that. Right. And, you know, they may, you know, not be happy about that. Sure. But I'm a, like you said, I'm and a small business. And they may move on to someone who to someone will do who that. can do that. Yeah. You know, I'm not a dove. Yeah. Or a Shea Moisture. You right. You know, I'm a very small business. Right. So when they can give you these awesome sample sizes, they're not making them all by hand. Right. Uh, they have manufacturers and Absolutely. things like that. So it can just be kind of tricky and difficult, but setting those boundaries and yeah. saying no. Did you say no? Of course I said okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Of course I said no. But like if they would have asked for 20 samples, yeah. that'd be different. Yeah, just be reasonable. Right. Yeah. 150 samples. That's How am so I doing? Crazy. I'm a one woman Right, show. exactly. And, and, it's expensive. Right. And I don't think people understand how expensive it is. And time costs money when you're an entrepreneur. Yes. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's something that I am still struggling to learn. And that's something that my husband gets after me all the time about <laughs> is, Erin, you give your time away too easily. Because I I try to be there, you know. Yeah. Some Hey, Erin, you know, someone will call me. Something happened on site. We don't know what to do here. Will you just come out? Mm. And, you know, just the trip out there. Nor with a when I used to do this for a larger company, I never went anywhere for anyone, right. you know, and they really didn't expect me to. Right. But now I'm the easy button, which it's cool because I know they appreciate what I'm doing and trust you and trust right? me. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I like that on the one hand, but it can be abused so easily as yeah. a small business. Yeah. This year, I'm refocusing on what it means to take care of myself, and it couldn't be easier than with Daily Harvest. They've been the one thing that makes me feel better about my day and myself and what I'm putting in my body. I'm really loving their Harvest Bowls and the smoothies. My kids adore smoothies, and I have never had an easier smoothie experience than with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food, all built on organic fruits and vegetables, and it comes right to your door. It literally takes takes minutes to prepare and I've never have to think twice if the food I'm eating is good for me because it is. It's absolutely delicious, fresh, clean, and just my new favorite thing. Daily Harvest is ready when you are. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to enjoy it. So you waste less food too. No need to overthink any of your meals for the week with Daily Harvest. Smoothies for breakfast, crisp flatbreads for lunch or dinner, and food that's perfect for cooler weather like their perfectly roasted harvest bowls and soups. Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. And they just launched their first ever plant-based milk collection starting with almond milk. Daily Harvest milk is made of only almonds and a dash of sea salt. That is it. Plus, I can actually stay stocked up since everything stays fresh till I'm ready to use it, aka no more mad dashes to the grocery store when I need almond milk for my smoothies or a splash for my coffee in the morning. They are committed to minimizing their environmental impact. They're in process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Daily Harvest is undeniably delicious, clean food without any of the prep. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code HEYGIRL to get $25 off your very first box. That's promo code HEYGIRL for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. 
It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo Tie-Dye Bowls. Many of the product's individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So you mentioned boundaries. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about work-life balance. Yeah. You told me me. when you got into the studio, (laughs) you worked Monday until 4 a.m. Yes. So how does your work-life balance come into play? And does your husband have anything to say about it? Sure does. (laughs) (laughs) He's the best. You know, I started the business because I did want more balance. And I did think, you know, it's important for my health. I need to exercise. I need to sleep. You know, things that everybody wants to do yeah and that was just the one area that I have epically failed in (laughs) and my expectations were unrealistic Mm -hmm. from the start I always when I was planning the business I said well you know if I can't and do you know I've got this investment that I have to make in a design studio Mm -hmm. and if I don't pay it off in a year then that's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And everyone says, Aaron, no, you can't pay off an investment for three years. And I think, well, then I should just keep my job because mm. I'm not working for free. And right. until that thing's paid off, I feel like I'm working for free. Mm. So uh, that was a big challenge for me that initially the startup hustle is insane. It's real. Yes. <laughs> so the amount of hours I was putting in initially, like six or seven days a week, mm-hmm. 12, 14 hours a day, Um, of just pure misery just to get it off the ground was surprising. I didn't realize how long it would take because I'm an efficient, fast person. Does not matter. (laughs) Does not matter. Does not matter. So you have to, I was miserable. I probably initially cried Mm. every day and said, why did I do this? You know, and then would try to have the faith moment where I was like, 
because God opened a lot of doors for you. Mm -hmm. So there was always an answer to that. Right. Lots of doors were opened. Stop crying. Keep going. Yeah. So that was the first year. And then I did pay off the studio, which I'm so proud of. That is um, a oh, huge deal. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, it, that was awesome. So I, I think I paid that off about 15 months in. So That's major. I'm so proud. It wasn't the year that I had wanted, but, but that's, yeah. Hey, making that's, money. Love yes. it. Yes. So now I'm actually making, making money. Making money. So I'm proud of that. Thank you. <laughs> so for me, I think um, wanting to pay it off really destroyed the balance. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm past that, I've moved on to the next thing, which I feel like is a common theme mm-hmm. with entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You make it over one hurdle, and then there's another one oh, yeah. that comes to waiting for you. Waiting for you. <laughs> so my first hurdle was like work, 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 pay off the studio, take every job. Second hurdle is okay. Now you know you're not going to put your husband out of you know house and art. You're not going to ruin Did your you life. Have, you guys had just bought a house, right? Um, a, a few years ago, but we used the um, the equity. We used all of our savings, everything, and wow. lo- lots of debt. So okay, so yeah. Pause for one second. Yeah. I have investment written down here. Sure. So you guys self-funded. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Because sure. I know people are, are wondering, should we go to the bank? Yeah. Or should we take a risk and use yeah. our own money? Yeah. I mean, I looked at it like I didn't want any investors if I could avoid it. Yeah. Because they just take you're like it takes me. longer. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't yeah. want their input, yeah. and I don't want mm. to take longer to pay myself back. Yeah, and I don't want to be stuck paying them ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I actually, if I couldn't have done it myself, as far as just use the home equity mm-hmm. and use our savings mm-hmm. and every penny on our credit card, mm. and wow, um, so oh. you guys, it was just yeah, went it was all expensive, in. all in. Totally. Were you guys scared of that? I think that's it's all about faith again. Yeah. You know, I think that like the, if it's going to be, it's going to be. And yeah. I have to trust God in this. Yes. And the worst thing that happens, you know, God forbid, is that like no one's going to put me in jail. We're right. just going to lose the house. Like, Just going to lose the house. But, you, <laughs> that's know, a bit. you know, but once, you know, once right. you feel like with again, back to the transplant. Yeah. I, you know, that could have been a, it is a life or death moment. Yes. And I think once you go through something like that. Losing a house. Yeah, who cares? It is nothing. So so for us, and my husband was really supportive. That's the other thing. Your husband is like awesome. Didn't he give you? Yes. I'm sitting here today because of he gave me his His kidney. kidney. Yeah. So when Ryan told me that, I was like, oh, my God. It was just like, (laughs) so it's so romantic. I could cry just thinking about it. I know it sounds crazy to say that's romantic, but really, it's like. I get, I still get goosebumps that, you know, I literally wouldn't be here. Every single day, his kidney keeps me alive. It just, like, Mm. today is brought to you by Ken Foster. (laughs) So, so it's, yeah, it's so so beautiful, and he's just the best. So, yeah, God, God God gave me a good one. Like, these pregnancy (sighs) hormones are kicking in. I'm literally about to, like, start crying. That is, I know, me too, but (laughs) it's not hormones, it's just my life. That too. <laughs> but yeah, so it's he's special. super supportive. Yeah. And so financially, he he wouldn't have freaked out if we lost everything either. Nobody wants to do that. But of I course. Think it's that blend of, okay, it's a smart, it's it, there is a smart plan. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to be successful if things go well. Right. So it's not a long shot. I would never right. have invested money on a long shot. Absolutely. I've been doing it for, you know, 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in the industry. So there were a lot of, good things and then just doors opening so I found a great studio at a great price 
but had I had I not had equity in my house or you know savings or an awesome credit line, you know, thank you, Roy, my dad. He <laughs> he had me on a credit card when I was like eight years old, so it built up credit. So I have wonderful, yeah, great credit, wonderful. So little things like that. But had I not had that to be able to do right. it myself. Then what I was planning on doing was actually partnering with an existing studio so that I wouldn't have to have the investment. Oh, got it. And I still wouldn't have to have investors. Got it. So, you know, I do think that if you can avoid it, it's it's better. I say that, too. Yeah. I say that, Yeah, too. even if you have to sacrifice a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe it's not exactly what you thought it would be. Um, so, so in but my it's case, yours. it's yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can do with it what you want. Mm-hmm. So... And then it's yours to lose. Right. You're not going to drag anybody down with you. Exactly. I didn't explore the bank option that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... That just seems daunting. When I when I watch yeah. certain shows or when people go on Shark Tank and things like that, it, yeah. it just seems daunting. People yeah. are asking for $500,000 for X amount of stake in their business. And right. it's like, oh, yeah. that's a Dang. lot of dollars <laughs> right. to it's, pay back. Yes, exactly. And uh. Again, for someone who wanted to pay things back quickly, right? It, it was easier, I think, that way. So. That's really good to know. Yeah. Good tip. I hope yeah. you guys have your pens and pencils and notebooks because <laughs> this is good stuff. So back to work-life balance. Yeah. Uh-oh. That one. <laughs> that one again. <laughs> I want to double back on that yeah. and your self-care because yeah. we, we chatted about that and you said your self-care is not where it should be Mm-mm. and that you're a one-woman show and you're not interested in taking on yeah. any help. Yeah. So have you thought about how you can not even necessarily cater to yourself, but mm-hmm. just make sure that you're replenished so that you can not only run your business successfully, efficiently and top notch, but also not feel like you're dying at the yeah. end of the day? You know, I think that the one thing I do that I that is probably good is <laughs> I do keep it as that is the goal. Yeah. So the goal isn't money. The goal is balance. Mm-hmm. And so once I got past that first hurdle of pay back the studio. Right. Now, I think the only reason that I haven't found balance where I want it to be, it's getting right. better. Yeah. Certainly getting better. Yeah. Is that my customer base when they need something, they need it. There are lead times. There are, you know, oh, I want my kitchen done before my kids go back to school or before Thanksgiving. And all you have to do is look at a calendar and realize, well, then we got to move now. Uh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So that pressure goes on me immediately. Do you enjoy um, that pressure? Like, is it no, thrilling? No. No. I mean, I, but I, I do well with it. Yeah. I have endurance. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. the mental endurance is there. Yeah. If it wasn't, it would be an epic fail, and I'd be making the mistakes and everything. Right. But so, so I enjoy the fact that I can hustle and get something done at four in the morning, submit that order, and say, you know, I did the best for my customer. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if it doesn't get installed in time, it is anyone's fault but mine. Right. You know, so right. that is cool. But that's where the work life balance is still lacking. It's just because of the industry. Like right. the industry demands what it demands. Right. And a friend of mine, who's an interior designer, she had said, I'll never get into kitchens because all kitchen designers are miserable (laughs) because it's kind of that type of an environment. Yeah. So for me to get the balance, I feel like it's going to be a matter of taking less work. Yeah. And so then it's a question of in order for me to make that decision, I have to see where is the best work coming from? Mm -hmm. Is it homeowners? Is it remodelers? Is it custom builders? Mm -hmm. And all those three people it's like for every one good project, they have one that's crazy. Yeah. So so I need to, I think it'll get better naturally yeah. just by knowing and learning where your money comes from. Absolutely. And, and who, it's where still your headaches new. come from. Yeah. I mean, you guys are still new. And that's, yeah. I think that's 
That's very it's it's awesome. It's super admirable yeah, to know you. that you have all these things set in place and that you're making money and, you know, like <laughs> you've paid off your debt. Like yeah. that that is what people need to hear, specifically yes. women and women of color, because yes. it is it is possible for us to have our own thing. Yes. And that is, you know, I just think it's wonderful. And you know, when you say women of color, I will say that one of the biggest blessings and one of the biggest surprises where, you know, again, I think it's my, it's, I look at it as faith Mm -hmm. is the opportunities that I've had Mm -hmm. as a woman of color Mm -hmm. to work with extremely high end people that, you know, could look at me who knows in what way and what light and that to be able to garnish their respect is totally possible. Absolutely. And I, you know, didn't even as just a woman, yeah, let alone woman of color right. in the construction industry, Can't you can imagine. do it. Yeah. You know, you can totally do it. And it's, I think it's about how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. It's about respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about hard work. And mm-hmm. I think that people recognize hard work no matter what package it's in. Yeah. But for women out there and women of color out there, you are going to have to work harder. Ten just, times. Yep. That's just how just it is, right? Can't even fake. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be harder. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> but harder. you can do it. It's so, but it's so rewarding at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, having that voice and just being able to say, "I did this." Yes. So we're gonna wrap up, but I do want to ask if you have three tips yeah. for entrepreneurs, whether sure. they are, you know, newly starting out or already in business and mm-hmm. struggling. What would be some of your tips for them? Hmm. One, never lose sight of, of trying for the balance. Mm. You're going to help me get it. but I am. Yep, don't lose sight. <laughs> like That still needs to be the goal. It's not about the money always. Yeah. Two, know when to give up. I hate to say that. That but, is so good to you know, say. You know, you got to – I'm not married to this. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and mm. things are going to be fine. Yeah. So, you know, beat the horse a little bit, Yeah. you know, yeah. and then if you find that – it's just really not, it doesn't feel good. Put a deadline on it. You know, if I don't get this where it needs to be for me to enjoy it by this point, then I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to be proud of myself for having done it. Mm. And I'm not going to feel bad at all that it didn't go where I wanted it to go. And that is, that's something that my husband laughs at because I could fold this thing in a minute and still be really proud of myself. Absolutely. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I try. Maybe the third thing would be just you know that when when you have the problems because problems happen Mm -hmm. you got to just find a way to learn from them know that you'll find that solution and in that middle space just try to hold on to your peace and you know keep it together and then all of a sudden it becomes more enjoyable Mm. that's wonderful (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much for having me this has been so fun oh you're so welcome oh one more thing yeah where can our listeners find you online your website all that good stuff yeah the tip should have been market so (laughs) do some marketing all of my uh, all of my business is usually word of mouth Mm -hmm. um, but you can find me online it's um, I have a website fosterandcodesign.com so you can find me fosterandcodesign.com yay wonderful thank you thank you Hey Girl is a member of the District Productive Network, produced by Jamie Benson and me, Alex L. Music provided by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.